Here the old gods are dead. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, yeah, this is a Kavibi podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi, we're doing ASMR today. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? What do I have to announce? Uh, yeah, so if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you might already be aware that we've released new merch. So if you want to find some merch that's been designed by Liam, you can find it at thecreepywepodcast.co.uk slash merch. And that's the only bit of housekeeping that I need to do and will what do. What can't he do, honestly? <laughs> uh, also, however, I have a, a grievance to raise with everyone who follows the Twitter. <laughs> Um, So the Twitter obviously not as successful as the Instagram, but I tweeted the other day saying it smells like Updog in Edinburgh. And although there were likes and replies, no one replied saying what's Updog. (laughs) I'm so mad about it. So basically what I'm saying is, is I with my own money, out of my own pocket, anyone who is following the Twitter and replies saying what's Updog is in with the chance uh, to win. Is in with a chance to win a t-shirt. So, like, I will buy one person randomly selected. If there's only one person replying, they will just get it. Like, I will... I just need to reply to that. I'll, you don't even have to search for the tweet. I will retweet the tweet. Even if you know the joke. Like, if you hear someone say Ligma, you have to say... <laughs> you have to say, what's Ligma? Like, it's just, like, <laughs> curt- like common courtesy. So, um, very similar to our giveaway before, but on Twitter. Twitter-exclusive platform this time. So this this starts on Wednesday at 8am and it finishes on Friday at 8am. Go reply, what's up dog, to Liam's tweet and you can win whatever piece of merch you want. Yeah, one piece though, only one. But anything you want from that shop, I will buy it. So my in is Tovlo herself or Tuvalu herself. Did you see the TikTok? Well, you would have if you can... So I was calling the artist Tuvalu Tovlo for five years <laughs> and then found that it was Tuvalu. I think everybody found that at the same time on TikTok and we're like... No, oh. most people find it out from RuPaul. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I think it, like, it was somebody like walking on the street talking, like being like, what are you listening to? And then somebody was like, Tuvalu. And I was like, they said that really confidently for it to be wrong. <laughs> I knew that she said it like that, but I just thought we were all in agreement that we were going to say Tovalu. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, why are we backing down now that RuPaul said as a guest judge and went, Tuvalu? <laughs> it's like, this is like when RuPaul said Raven Simone. And everyone was yeah. like, it's not Raven Simone. It's not Raven Simone. It's Simone. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> For real. I love to be made a fool of. <laughs> was um, it a good? No. Was it no? No. My out is the crowd. <gasps> when we went, because we we went to see Tuvalu together. Three days I'm saving before. Three, three days, days before, before lockdown. It <laughs> was the last great thing we ever did. The poppers were in the air, etc. Last time I but ever it was... did any kind of drug ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we would endorse that. Um, no, I actively was... am against it. But it was really good. And this time, what was wrong? Dead. So, like, the crowd was so good the last time. And it was in the same venue. It was SWG, SWG3 again. Mm-hmm. And I went. And it was just, like, it was a nice mixed demographic. It was, like... Some gays, some straight girls with their boyfriends. But the boyfriends yeah. wouldn't move. But then the whole crowd, like, so so party girls do not arrive to anything on time. Like, that's just the no. rule. So I was, like, mid-back because I was on time to see her first song by, like, five minutes. But everyone at the front was, like, not moving. The guy behind me literally said, these boots are made for standing still. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just so... But I've been noticing like an epidemic of sorts in Glasgow of people not wanting to dance at places where you think you would dance. Bring back the dancing sickness. Exactly. We need, we're overdue a dancing plague. <laughs> <laughs> we need our own Saturday Night Fever. Who would be the star of that show if we did like a Saturday Night Fever bit was now? And it was people dancing in a club and it was just frowned upon, but like they did it. Footloose, but like also yeah. Night Fever. I'm trying to think. I just know that it would probably be Tom Holland who would get cast in the main part of that <laughs> kind of thing, even though. <laughs> and he is a really good dancer, isn't he? He did ballet or something. Oh, he was Billy Elliot. Elliot. All right, oh, maybe it should be him. But he does seem to be getting miscast a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Spider Man was perfect, but everything ah, else. Ah, ah. Everything, <laughs> everything else. Was everything like, else. So he's popular, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Matt in this week is Julia Roberts rom-coms I've did two weeks on the bounce watching Notting Hill and uh, Pretty Women absolutely cure out my seasonal depression by doing that what's the next one on the list my best friend's wedding or something is that what my best friend's wedding Mystic Pizza and then oh I'm going to watch Eat Pizza. Pray Love then I'm going to watch oh, Eat Pray Love obviously God. if a film's like crap oh but julia roberts isn't it it immediately <laughs> gets eight out of ten stars for me <laughs> much along the same vein as um me never remembering that lena dunham and jack aren't enough dated i never remember that julia roberts and emma roberts are related really, yeah did i say yeah. related or dated for lena dunham and jack aren't enough i meant to say dated <laughs> but i guess siblings are dating now um <laughs> 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 um, they got those ugly no Julia, Julia Roberts is it she's her auntie is it blood though yeah it's mental that everybody is getting like the same plastic surgeon to the point where they all look the same everybody yeah. looks like everybody looks like Bella Hadid but also a little bit like Michael Jackson mm. Sandra mm. Bullock I'm not naming names 
Tim, if you shout with me and Sandra Bullock are twins. <laughs> Am I wrong? So true. So true. <laughs> I was walking down Duke Street in Denison the other day with Narius, and some guy came up to us and he was like, what would you do if you saw your enemy shrunk down to the size of a bug? And I was like, what? And he didn't have a camera or anything. I was like, why are you asking me this? And I was like, do you want me to say squish it? And he was like, no, you can say whatever you want. And I was like, I would pick it up and put it in my pocket. I would get a lighter and Lynx Africa. <laughs> <laughs> or like I hate, That's like when you're at a party and folk are like, let's have a deep chat. And I'm like, no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's talk Certain about Amazon. I know exactly <laughs> who's catching strays right now. <laughs> um, let's have a deep chat. No. What should we talk about? And then the subject is like class consciousness. And you're like, oh my God. I complain about this every day. I don't need to do it while I'm like drunk. <laughs> like, you know, the scene in Scary Movie with the teacher, and she goes, oh, shut the me this is why i do not go to gaffs anymore <laughs> we're, yeah. like, oh, we're going to a gaff after this and i'm like and i'll be in a taxi going home <laughs> that's the reason for me as well not that i don't get invited i'm very popular <laughs> <laughs> the podcast proves that actually <laughs> did i tell you i was at a party <laughs> i was at a party a couple of weeks ago and a lassie came up to me and she went, are you the creepy lassie? And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, like the podcast. And I was like, you could have faced that a bit better. <laughs> are you the spooky bitch? <laughs> are you an absolute freak? <laughs> <laughs> she got your ass. She got your ass. In, in lieu of a spooky hole this week, I'm going to tell a scary story. So, after we recorded our last episode, I edited it, uploaded it, and tucked myself into bed and honks you, honks you, me, 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 me. I went to sleep. And uh, in the morning, my dad was like, or it was my mum, I can't remember, they were talking about how there was loads of spooky goings on in the house, and they were like, what? were you recording and i was like oh i was talking about mary queenie scots it wasn't like anything like weird like the fae or satan or anything like that and my dad was like what was it about and i was like it was mary queenie scots and he was like well mary queenie scots is haunting her house (laughs) (laughs) as a poltergeist my dog was like shitting herself like was hiding and growling so there was definitely something in the house and it was mary everywhere everywhere but like everywhere (laughs) that goes i mean it unbiased the logical like conclusion to come to is that i am being haunted by mary queen of scots you're kind of like a modern mary queen of scots <laughs> maybe because she was a dog person right maybe she just wanted to play with my dog maybe she was like come Aww. here <laughs> come here piggy <laughs> <He's a> peggy, peggy. <laughs> and my dog was like what the fuck is that <laughs> why is she so tall <laughs> <laughs> her hands look great <laughs> Anyway, so that's my scary story. So we'll take a wee break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the ghosts in Mary Queen of Scots. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. 
Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My TV just came on. <gasps> I am nowhere near the remote. Shut up. Shut up. She's haunting us. I'm not kidding right now. Is it on uh, still? Yeah. Oh my god. Mary, if you're there, knock three times. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Um, so in the last two episodes, we talked about Mary Queen of Scots' character and her life and her death. And this romantic and tragic story has made sure that she's become Scotland's most memorable monarch. Mary's legacy is still felt outside of Scotland's museums and history classes as since her death in 1587 she's become the country's most busy ghost. We kind of thought that we were onto something and noticing that Mary haunts multiple locations at once but apparently a Scotsman journalist beat us to the punch in 2005. Quote, Spectral Marys <laughs> appear in almost all the locations that she is known to have inhabited inhabited or even visited they provide a wonderfully haunted heritage trail of places integral to the mary story end quote spectral marys no if anybody out there is looking for a good band name <laughs> i would, I would like that. to see it uh, mary visited loads of castles throughout her life and basically all the ones that survive claim that mary's ghost lingers there no matter how short her stay in life was or even if she really visited them at all so there's people out there who are like, she was here for five minutes, She's and you can see her ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I hear um, she haunts Inverness Castle as well. There's <laughs> there's one castle, I can't, I'm kind of spoiling it, but there's one castle like near the end of the story that has bricks associated with the Mary Queen of Scots story and its foundations, so therefore has a Mary Queen of Scots ghost. <laughs> <laughs> In our Stirling Castle ghost episode, we noted that Mary is meant to be a spirit there, as well as a maidservant who died trying to save the Queen's life. So if you're wondering why we're not mentioning Stirling Castle, please go and listen to the Stirling Castle ghost Shameless episode. plug. Shameless plug. Listen I'm always self-referencing. 
<laughs> the little map of the creepy wee podcast. <laughs> Wait, trademark. We're doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the first stop on our spooky little trail is Borthwick Castle. So after Mary's doomed marriage to Lord Bothwell, the two of them fled to Borthwick Castle in Midlovian, where they were besieged by rebel lords, whilst under the protection of an ally called Lord Borthwick. The story goes that Mary disguised herself as a page boy, of course, to mm. escape undetected through the castle. And it's thought that because of the negative energy surrounding this time in Mary's life, she now haunts Borthwick Castle. And she appears in a stairwell near the Mary Queen of Scots room, one of several rooms available in the castle, mm. which is now a hotel. The spectre <gasps> of Mary appears dressed as a page boy as if ready to flee the scene. Can we stay there? How much does it cost well, to stay there? I looked it up and the Mary Queen of Scots room looks class and there's a Bothwell room too and it looks even better. <laughs> and uh, I think it is quite expensive because there's no any prices and I think you can either like hire it for weddings or events. So like you, I don't think it's a hotel hotel, but... Could we podcast but, convention and we hire true. <laughs> I will say, even though this is a hotel, which makes me a wee bit sus, thinking that this might be like a market employee. <laughs> this that, one actually sounds believable. This one does sound believable because of the the time that it happened. Yeah. And I think it was reported to be haunted before it got bought over as like a location to go and visit and stay. Yeah, like that's probably it, why the person bought it. Like it's like a selling point, I guess. I mean, it has a lot of history outside of Mary. It is a really beautiful location though. Look up Borthwick Castle. If you want to buy me and Liam a stay there, um, <laughs> we really want to stay in the Mary Queen of Scots room, but we'd also settle for the Bothwell Suite. <laughs> <laughs> the Bothwell Which is nicer. A bit we would settle for the nicer one. <laughs> well, they're like the Mary Queen of Scots room is really feminine, so it's like it's not really. It's like red. Oh, so I would prefer that. Let me check. I like the Mary Queen of Scots one. I can't lie. Well, let me get what you think. I like the Bothwell one better. That's a bit too gothy for me. Oh really? Oh, I like the Mary I Queen guess, of Scots well, one as well. You can sleep in one, and I'll sleep in the other. All right, I've we'll just, just got a spare brand whole, lying about. <laughs> we'll just ha- have to hide the whole castle out. I'm sorry. When me and you get married. <laughs> 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 the next place that Mary haunts, though, kind of gets a wee bit more laughable at this point. So this place is somewhere that she visited for about three to four hours once. <laughs> this visit to Hermitage Castle happened during the time that we spoke about in the last episode where it's rumoured that Mary heard that Bothwell had been injured and she ran through the forests and hills of the borders and went to go and be at Bothwell site, which is complete bullshit. We dispelled yeah. this rumour. Uh, Mary was already on her way on on matters of state when Bothwell got uh, injured. On the 8th of October 1566, Bothwell got into a fight with his neighbours, the Elliots. Apparently, Joke Elliot stabbed Bothwell, and meanwhile, Elliot was shot during the fray and died due to his injuries, and Bothwell returned to Hermitage Castle. So, Mary's already on her way and visits anyway. She only spent a couple of hours there to check in with Bothwell and potentially say her goodbyes, because it did actually look like he was going to die. I wish he did. Uh, (laughs) And then... She left on the same day to go to Jedburgh and she stayed in what is now known as the Mary Queen of Scots house in Jedburgh, another building which is purportedly haunted by Mary Queen of Scots, of course, of course. Uh, Heritage Castle is now home to the apparition of a white lady that many claim to be Mary of three hours. Like, if, if that is the case, 
Like, how strong is her? Like, was Mary psychic? In Scotland, you have two kinds of building. You have places Mary, Queen of Scots haunted, or student accommodation. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. I mind, um, what, I think it was actually, I was reading the Cowdenbeath Wikipedia, um, and they were like, Mary, Queen of she Scots, like, rode through here on her way to Loch Leven. And I'm like, does she haunt, like, one specific street in Cowdenbeath? That's essentially what they were saying. Her psychic aura. Crazy. Literally. It must be so strong to have a, a ghost attached to everywhere she, like, potentially went to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify to everyone listening, if you're listening to a lot of jumps in the audio, every time we get into this... Uh, like signal cuts out which never happens this never happens this has happened like one other time we were talking about the f word okay <laughs> right i'm actually just going to stop denying that mary Queen scott's haunts places because she's clearly haunting both of us right now i'm genuinely scared right so moving on <laughs> the next castle that she purportedly haunts definitely haunts is bolton castle so after her defeat at langside in 1568 she fled to england and was initially held at carlisle castle but carlisle proved unsuitable and mary was moved to bolton her primary keeper was sir francis nollies or nollies who mm -hmm. was an english nobleman Mary was given her own apartments in the southwest of the tower and her own retinue of 51 knights, servants and ladies. Her household included cooks, grooms, a hairdresser, an embroiderer, an apothecary, a physician and a surgeon. Mary's keepers allowed her to wander the surrounding lands and often go hunting. Her prime occupation whilst at the castle was having her hair done by her friend Mary Seaton, one of the Marys, the one four the Marys. Marys. Where are my Marys? Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, once again, I would like to reiterate, in case anyone hasn't been paying attention, I am just terminally online. I am not the Mary Queen of Scots account on Twitter, even though they sound exactly like me when they speak. And are anything. <laughs> the first time they, they started tweeting, I was like, Liam, is this you? <laughs> terminally online. Terminally online. Terminally online. But when they said, they tweeted one the other day and it was like, where am I Mary? <laughs> I don't know. I find it really funny account if ever it is, but you'll be hearing from my <laughs> lawyers anyway. So basically, I thought I'd mention our whole retinue and Mary Seaton and stuff because it shows the luxuries that Mary did have in England before yeah. she got involved in plots against Elizabeth I. They were very quickly stripped to her after that. At Bolton Castle, there is an apparition of Mary Queen of Scots, which is seen in various areas of the castle and on its grounds. And she is said to be seen stood next to another woman and they're both dressed in long hooded capes, one in white, whilst the other is wearing black. I very much think that the figure who's seen with Mary Queen of Scots is Mary Seaton. <sighs> I just got goosebumps. Like, I for real got goosebumps. Mary Seaton's actually quite interesting. All the Marys are quite interesting. You can see, you can find them all on Wikipedia because they're Scottish noble women, so they have, have their own Wikipedia pages. But after serving Mary Queen of Scots in England for years, Mary Seaton eventually went to a convent in France and I think she died in poverty. And people wrote to Annie Denmark, which was James the sixth and first wife, and was like, Can you please oh, yeah, I remember her? Can you please like help out um Mary Seaton and stuff? But nothing ever came yet, and I think she uh, died of like some sort of disease in France. So that was the fate of Mary Seaton. No way. So since we're off the topic, because it goes by talking about Mary Seaton, I thought we'd take a wee break uh, and I'd talk about 
Bothwell. I did promise in the last episode that I would talk about some of the creepy stories that are attached to Bothwell after his oh. marriage to Mary. And this does not disappoint. So after Bothwell escaped the Battle of Carberry Hill and he was separated from Mary, he tried escaping to Denmark. But his ex-wife, who he left for Mary Queen of Scots, her name is Anna Tronston. So Anna's a native of Denmark and she raises a complaint against Bothwell to the king. Anna sued him for abandonment and for the return of her dowry but she must have had a soft spot for him because he persuaded her to take custody of his ship as compensation for the divorce and for her dowry. Bothwell would have been released, but King Frederick of Denmark heard that the Scottish government were seeking Bothwell for the murder of Darnley and he decided to take him into custody. Bothwell was imprisoned at Dragsholm Castle, 75 kilometres west of Copenhagen, and he was held in what were said to be appalling conditions. He died in April 1578, and he was buried in a vault at a church nearby. In the castle, in the dungeons, I assume, there's a pillar to which he was chained for the last 10 years of his life, which can still be seen. And there's a circular groove in the floor around the pillar that the chain had made. Like he was fully tied there for 10 years and he went absolutely mad. He was insane by the point that he died. He was starving and no to say that he deserved it. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, maybe five years. Ten's a bit far, but five. He did rape Mary Queen of Scotland. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. After Bothwell dies, he gets buried in that church. And in 1858, the body was exhumed and declared to be Bothwell's. It was found in a dry condition and was thereafter referred to as Bothwell's mummy. His extended family tried to get his body sent back to Scotland, but the request was denied. The identity of the body has never been conclusively proven, but there was a painting of the mummified head that I'll post somewhere after this episode, but if you Google Bothwell's mummy, there's a painting of it. Go Liam, Google it. Camp. It's kind of like a Van Gogh painting in some ways. It kind of reminded me of the, po- the picture of Dorian Gray. A little bit. Very haunting. Very disturbing, actually. So, this is where it gets a wee bit more fascinating to me. In the 70s, on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, a short-lived but important tourist attraction called the Edinburgh Wax Museum opened. And their only non-wax exhibition was called Bothwell's Mummy. The guidebook for the museum claimed that it was brought back to Scotland in 1858. And if you Google that, if you Google Bothwell's Mummy Edinburgh Wax Museum, you can see the dried corpse a what is potentially Lord Bothwell. And nobody kens the whereabouts of this mummy anymore. My bet is that some rich person bought it or that it's in the surgeon's hall somewhere. Fears. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't stop looking at it, though. Watch the recording cut out again. I'm, like, looking in the corner of your room to see if there's, like... Stop that. Stop it. (laughs) I can't believe that exists. That's kind of fucked up, though, no? I thought it was really cool. It's kind of like Scotland's in Fiji mermaid. Or like, um, what's the name of that guy? Rasputin or something. His um, pickled peanuts. Pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet, though, that that'll turn up at some point soon. But... Rasputin's penis or Bothwell's mummy? No, Dar- uh, Bothwell's mummified remains. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Because we're Some rich person it. has that somewhere. Aye. That's and some rich person's dinner table. Yeah, it's table. like a Lewis Chessman in someone's top drawer or something. And they're going to find his yeah. just, like, mummified head. And they're like, huh, wonder if I should take this back. <laughs> Speaking of mummified heads... <laughs> 
the fun does not stop for Mary's ex-husband. So when Darnley was buried in the royal vault at Holyrood Abbey in 1567 alongside several other royals, including Mary's father, James V, the vault that he was buried in was broken into in 1668 and it was opened by a mob and sometime later it was raided and the skull of Lord Darnley was stolen. In a 1928 paper that was published by Carl Pearson, he detailed his vast research <laughs> into trying to find the scully Lord Darnley. In this paper, Pearson discussed the possibility of Darnley's skull residing in the Royal College of Surgeons Museum. In 2016, at the request of the University of Edinburgh, research was undertaken to identify whether a skull in the university's collection could be Darnley's stolen remains. The Royal College of Surgeons skull and the Edinburgh one were examined and compared to portraits of Darnley done by Emma Price, a student at, uni at the University of Dundee. The conclusion was that the Edinburgh skull could not be Darnley's, but the Royal College of Surgeons one, which had been destroyed during the Blitz, was a good match. So... They found Darnley's skull in that the College of Surgeons collection. That's cool, eh? even though it's like kind of blown to bits. But <laughs> way they two interesting stories, we better get back to some mere ghosts. For one final haunting, we have Fotheringhay Castle. Mary was executed at Fotheringhay Castle, and during James the Sixth and First Reign, he let the castle forty ruin, and it was eventually demolished. I think probably because of the ties that it had to his mother's death, he yeah. basically just let it forty bit. He was so, real for that. He was real for that. Parts of the castle were used to build the nearby Talbot Hotel, mainly the staircase. The entire staircase in the back of the hotel or in the front <clears> of the hotel <throat> is the stairs for Fotheringhay Wait, Castle. I think I have heard that before. This was also in an episode of Most Haunted, I think. That's Could be that. <laughs> it said that Mary walked her execution down these stairs and she left a mark by gripping the staircase to keep her balance. Her ring, which was in the shape of a crown, apparently left an indentation in the shape of a crown on the like banister. In this hotel, because she haunts it now, because she haunts these stairs, furniture has been moved around the hotel and a picture of Mary's execution, which is in the hotel, has said to be known to suddenly jump off the wall from which it hangs <laughs> and a large amount of paranormal activity has also been felt in the room named after Mary with one guest in particular feeling a clammy hand pushing them against the bed that's creepy Wait, that's hot. yeah that one that one was scary pushing them against the bed <laughs> clammy hand she was nervous she was nervous <laughs> so I thought I'd end this episode by talking about Mary's burial place which is in Westminster. Mary's body was removed for its initial resting place and was moved to Westminster by her son James who was King of England and Scotland at this point and Ireland. He built an elaborate marble tomb for her in the south aisle of the Lady Chapel. On top of the coffin is a white marble effigy of Mary and a crowned Scottish lion stands at her feet. Fierce. Queen Elizabeth's tomb, which is in the opposite end of the ladies' chamber or ladies' chapel, is a bit more subtle in comparison. Like Mary's <laughs> is quite extravagant. Next to Mary's tomb is the tomb of Margaret, Countess of Lennox, who has a kneeling figure of Lord Darnley on the bottom of her tomb, who is her murdered son and the husband of Mary, who Gag. Mary potentially had a hand in murdering. And the, like, the figure of Darnley like, holds up her coffin and it, face, it faces Mary, like Mary, Queen of Scots' tomb, which I thought was quite a nice touch. Canty. So rude as well. 
So, like, not only does she reside next to her cousin who had her executed, she also is next to her former husband, who's the reason she was executed in the first place. <laughs> well, it was the reason she was. It was the reason she was imprisoned in the first place. It's not the reason she was executed. Mary's tomb features Latin inscriptions. I assume that were actually written by James himself, and I feel like these are the best way that I can possibly end the series. So the inscription translates as follows. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I've got quite a decent chunk of it. It's huge. Um, so, quote, Mary Stuart, Queen of Scots, Dowager Queen of France, daughter of James V of Scotland, sole heir and great-granddaughter of Henry VII, King of England, wife of Francis II, King of France, sure and certain heiress to the crown of England whilst she lived. After she had been detained in custody for more or less 20 years and had courageously and vigorously but vainly fought against her foes, the mistrusts of the faint-hearted and the crafty devices of her mortal enemies, she was at last struck down by the axe. If a splendour of birth, if rare beauty of form, a mind innocent of vice, an unbesmirched honour and the power of an invincible spirit and a brilliance of intelligence, if massy pure goodness and a bounteous hand, if all these things were able to avoid the pallor-inducing, fulminating thunderbolts of fortune, she would not have died untimely, nor would her effigy be made sorrowful with mourning cherubs. Because there's crying cherubs on her tomb. That is... He's a wordsmith, it yeah. must be said. <laughs> Man I think write. it was him that wrote it. He well, liked to write. He was like, yeah. people could never, and so he flexed it <laughs> at any given opportunity. He, he really, really did believe in the divine right of kings. He was so angered by the fact that his mum was even executed in the first place because he strongly believed that no matter what injustices a royal could do, they should not be executed. And he yeah. truly believed that his mum was innocent and she was just set up to fail by her enemies. Like, no matter what, she was always going to fail. So I thought that was... a good way to end this wee series that we've done very sad to see it go even though this has been like a mere light-hearted kind of episode although we've been haunted the entire way through it um <laughs> uh, it's been eye-opening i did Emotional, not know a roller coaster. yeah a roller coaster of sorts so i thought i would end it with that note but she was kind of like the first princess diana no cleopatra Mary yeah, Scott, I have a strong fascination with maligned women. Like maligned women that are hot by like just like yeah. everyone just calls them hot. Ken, who's another one that really makes me sad, is Lady Jane Grey. She was a child basically that got executed in England because they oh, wanted her off the throne. Yeah, it's crazy that like I mean. James kind of puts any words there. It's like, you cannot avoid this fate. Like, if people have already decided that they're going to put the accident on you, they'll find a way to bring it. Yeah, fuck with the power, find out, I guess. Yeah. Be Catholic, find out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's been the Creepy Wee Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast. TikTok is the same. You can follow us on Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod and join in Liam's giveaway. And if you want to buy merch, you can find it at the Creepy Wee Podcast uk. Bye. In the arms of an <laughs> angel. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 